wandering days. Swamiji Narain stayed at the Barunagur Mutt for two years. Some of the other monks left the Mutt and began to wander from one place to another. Hindu monks have been doing this for thousands of years. Swamiji also became restless. In 1888, he left the Mutt and went to Banaras for a week. While there, he met two famous saints, Trelanga Swami and Swami Bhaskar Nanda. An interesting incident happened at that time. One day, Swamiji was returning from a visit to the temple of Mother Durga. Suddenly, a troop of monkeys began to run after him. Swamiji was afraid they might bite him and he began to run away. But the monkeys kept on chasing him. He ran as fast as he could, but they still kept on his heels. He did not know what to do as he was losing his breath. Just then, an old sannyasin, who happened to pass that way, called out him, Stop! Face the brutes! Swamiji stopped, turned around and stood facing the monkeys. When he did this, the monkeys got frightened and ran away. Swamiji then had a good laugh over this. He later visited many other cities in North India. At Hathras, the railway station master, Sri Sharat Chandra Gupta, became his disciple. He followed Swamiji and later took the name Swami Sadananda. They went together to Hrishikesh and spent some time there in meditation. But the life was hard and their health suffered. They had to return to the Baranagar Mutt. After a year, Swamiji again began to wander. He went to Ghazipur where he met the famous saint, Pavahari Baba. He then returned to Calcutta. In 1890, he left the Baranagar Mutt and did not return for many years. One of his brother disciples went with him. They went to Banaras and many other places and then wandered through the Himalayas. They stopped at Hrishikesh but suffered from fever. Later, Swamiji came down and spent several weeks at Meerut. Some of his brother monks joined him there for a time. Many things happened to Swamiji while he was wandering, some good and some bad. Often he had nothing to eat for a long time and often he was tired and hungry. But he also met many kind-hearted people who helped him. Often it was the poor and lowly who gave him food and shelter. Once he was sitting in the hot sun at railway station in Uttar Pradesh, he had not eaten anything for over a day and he could not even get a drink of water because he had no money. A baniya began to taunt Swamiji. He did not think that men should become monks. He said to Swamiji, See what nice food I am eating. See the nice cold water I have to drink. I earn money and so I have all these good things. You do not earn money and so you are starving. The Swami said nothing. But a wonderful thing happened after a little while. A sweet meat seller appeared and offered food to Swamiji. He spread a mat and laid out food and water before Swamiji. He then begged him to eat the food. Swamiji said, You must be mistaken, my good man. I do not remember having seen you before. But the sweet meat seller said, No, Babaji, you are the man I saw in my dream. Sri Ramji himself appeared to me and told me to take these good things to you at the railway station. When I came here, I recognized you at once. Please take your food while it is fresh. Tears of gratitude flowed from Swamiji's eyes and he thanked the sweet meat seller again and again. But the sweet meat seller said that it was the will of Sri Ramji. The Baniya was thunderstruck to see all this. He stood staring at the scene. He understood his mistake and fell at Swamiji's feet and begged his pardon. 
Leaving Meerut, Swamiji decided to wander about alone. He forbade his brother monks to follow him and left for Rajputana, the land of heroes. When Swamiji was Alwar, he had a very interesting discussion with Prince Mangal Singh. The prince said that he did not believe in image worship because he could not worship wood, stone or metal. In answer, Swamiji asked for a picture of the prince to be given to him. Holding the picture in his hand, Swamiji asked the Devan of the prince to spit on it. At this, the Devan grew terrified and said, What? Swamiji, this is the likeness of a Maharaja. How can I do such a thing? Swamiji now said to the prince, See, Your Highness, though you are not actually present in the picture, your devoted servant sees the shadow of you from it. This picture is only a piece of paper, but your servants treat it with respect because it reminds them of your young highness. Similarly, devotees worship God in an image because it brings to their mind some special form of God and helps them to concentrate. They actually worship the same one God and not the stone or metal as such. At this the Maharaja said with folded hands, Swamiji, till now I did not understand the meaning of image worship. You have opened my eyes. Swamiji visited many other places and at Mount Abu, he met the Maharaja of Ketri. Later he went to Ketri with the Maharaja. The Maharaja became his devoted disciple and they had many long talks together. The Swami loved the Maharaja dearly and there was a very wonderful relationship between them. The Maharaja was later able to help Swamiji in many ways. But Swamiji again became eager to wander. He left Ketri and passed through the Bombay Presidency and much of South India. He stayed for some time with the Maharaja of Mysore, who became his great friend and admirer. The Maharaja offered to help him with his mission. He made a recording of Swamiji's voice and kept it in the palace for many years. Swamiji left Mysore from Rameshwaram. He stopped on the way at Madurai, where he met the Raja of Ramnad. The Raja was a very good man and a good ruler. He became an admirer and disciple of Swamiji, and Swamiji explained to him many of his ideas for the uplift of India. The Raja promised to help him. Swamiji next went to Rameshwaram and then Cape Comorin, the southernmost part of India. He crossed over to a big rock in the ocean and sat there and thought about his motherland. He had seen the whole of India from north to south and from east to west. He had been such poverty and suffering and was able to understand the difficulties of the people. Yes, the common people of India were very poor, but Swamiji also saw how good they were, how gentle and kind-hearted. They had to do much hard work for which they received very little money. Swamiji felt deeply for the people and was anxious to do something for them. But what could he, a poor homeless monk, do? He had appealed to many princes, to rich and educated people. He had appealed to young students also. They all listened to him and admired him as a monk and teacher, but they did not nothing to put his ideas into practice. He felt depressed and wondered what he should do next to help his countrymen. But Swamiji was a follower of Sri Ramakrishna, and he always tried to carry out the will of his master. He now felt that Sri Ramakrishna wanted him to go to America to attend a parliament of religions. It was a strange and distant land, and it would not be easy to go there. But he also felt that somehow he would be able to help his own country better from the West. To fulfill the will of God, then he decided to make the journey to America. This is the resolve he made while sitting on the rock at Cape Comorin. Swamiji next went to Madras, where many intelligent young men became his enthusiastic followers. 
He gave several talks before different groups and met many important and educated people. He told them about his idea of going to America. His young disciples became very enthusiastic about this and they began to raise money for the ticket. At this time the Maharaja of Khetri invited Swami ji to visit his capital again. It was the Maharaja who gave the Swami a first class ticket on a ship going to Canada and many things he needed for the trip. The Maharaja also suggested that he take the name Vivekananda. Swami ji accepted his name and for the rest of his life he was known as Swami Vivekananda.